good morning, good afternoon, whatever time it is that you're listening to this uh, this podcast. This is Chad Gannon. Uh, I'm here uh, representing Salt Lake Sherm. This is the HR Elevated podcast. Uh, we're really excited to bring content to you, primarily of presenters from our PDMs, our professional development meetings, but certainly all of our other content. We're always looking for ways uh, to to reach out and, and touch our membership and and drive value into what that membership looks like. And if you're curious about membership, you can certainly check um, our organization out at slshrm.org. That's saltlakesherm.org. Lots of information there on how to get registered, how to uh, come to one of our events. There's even information on, on buddy passes available. If, if you know you, you want to just try us out and see how we add value to your everyday professional and hopefully personal life. But um, again, my name is Chad Gannon. I serve as Director of Workforce Readiness on the Salt Lake Sherm Board of Directors. And I'm really, really, really excited today to have um, Steve with us. Um, Steve, I uh, want to talk to you a little bit about um, what he's bringing to the table. Steve Smith is is an author, and I'm very interested in the topic today. He's going to be presenting to our membership uh, on a little something he calls the hiring tree and laws of applicant attraction. Steve, how are you doing today? I'm amazing. Okay, great. Well, it's very, very hot outside, so hopefully you're inside um, on this, this, this beautiful July day. But um, Steve, your topic is one that's uh, near and dear to my heart, um, having worked in the talent acquisition space before. The the game has changed, right? Um, mm-hmm. the, the war on talent, it's it's not really just a buzzword. It, I mean, it's happening, right? And and the, the ecosystem's involved, evolving, uh, candidates, the way you grab their attention is evolving. You get one shot at this a lot of times. And and you've broken this down to the analogy of what a healthy tree looks like and, and maybe more importantly, what an unhealthy tree looks like. So um, your your book, The Hiring Tree, The Laws of Applicant Attraction, um, would love to have you give us a little overview of who you are, Steve, um, and, and what drove you to write this, this book. It's really interesting. Sounds good. So yeah, I so I've been in the HR world and, and I always call recruiting marketing. Um, so I call it recruitment marketing. You might hear that term for me a lot, uh, but basically I've been in this world for about 18 years. I um, started out as a corporate recruiter on the East coast. My trainer was a headhunter on wall street. And, you know, back then I actually reported to the CMO, the chief marketing officer. So, you know, back in the days of, of newspaper ads, recruiting was actually in the marketing department. Uh, it was typically not in HR, and that's because your goal was to try to attract people um, in a little tiny newspaper ad to get them to come into the office and fill out, you know, some 15, 20-minute application in hopes for an interview. There was never a guarantee. And so for some reason, when the internet kind of introduced itself, you you lost a lot of that, I guess, marketing techniques and marketing uh principles is really what I, what it boils down to. And so what I'm excited about technology is that technology is bringing those principles back. And because they're the foundation of what I was always working on anyway, and what, how I learned to recruit, it just became really exciting for me. Now, 15 years ago, uh, Ryan Kohler and myself started a company called Applicant Pro and Applicant Pro is an applicant tracking software system. We won't go into details on that. But with 11,000 clients now and about 300 employees, we have seen this e- evolution of recruiting over the past 15 years as technology has come on the scene. Uh, one of the exciting things is mobile technology, which we actually introduced in 2012, which was unheard of for applicant tracking systems. Uh, but that's it. That's as far back as we actually introduced it. And so 
it's been interesting to see this evolution. And, you know, one of the reasons why I wrote the book is because over the course of the last 15 years, as I've watched clients struggle with hiring in, in three different recessions now that I've seen since I've been in this world, uh, it, it always becomes this challenge to how do we adapt? How do we change to what's happening in the marketplace? And do we truly understand it? Because, you know, sometimes we blame COVID, we blame unemployment rates, we, we like to play the blame game when sometimes it's not the environment that is changing, it's us that needs to evolve to the environment. And so the real issue is us. Like we haven't made changes to adapt to the new surroundings. And because of that, it makes it more difficult. So the reason I wrote the book was really to help my clients. That's why I wrote it initially was to help my clients understand this analogy using a tree of how to effectively develop a hiring process and a hiring framework to, to get the most out of not only our applicant tracking system, but just to get the most out of attracting applicants to your jobs in the first place. And so that's kind of how it started. And as I was presenting these details at a SHRM conference about two years ago, one of the executives in the room came up to me afterwards and, and kind of jokingly, he says, hey, do you have a book on this kind of stuff? I mean, this is stuff that we don't see a lot in the recruiting world right now, and yet it's extremely relevant. And and you know, with a book, you're more credible and things like that. And I was like, you know, I, I don't have a book. Now I've, I've thrown the idea out a few times, but if I need to write a book, I'll go write a book. And so that night I went, I went to a barbecue with my friend, uh, Kent Pine down in Santa Quin, Utah. So if, if most of you are probably familiar with apple season and he owns an orchard in Santa Quin and he usually sells in the Salt Lake market. So if you want to get some of his fresh apples, it's coming soon here in August. But uh, he, I, I sat down on the farm with him. I said, hey, I, I, look, I think I'm going to write this book about hiring. And he says, well, don't forget, Steve, you need to start with the roots, right? Go back to your roots because a tree is only functional when the roots are properly grounded and are in place. And as long as the root system is in place, you can make changes on the surface of the tree to make it blossom like you want to produce the fruit you want. As soon as he said that, in my mind, I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I now have the analogy for this book so that I can use the concept of growing an apple tree to describe a hiring framework and a hiring process. And the idea was born. I literally went home that night and drew a tree and I still have a copy of it. But <laughs> my desk here, I have a copy of what I drew. Maybe I'll bring it to the to my, my presentation on Tuesday. But I, I literally drew it out. I drew out kind of the ideas that I already had in my head that I've been talking with my clients about for 15 years. And sure enough, uh, the book idea was born and within about nine months, I was able to get it all on paper. And then it took about six months for, you know, getting feedback and, and editing and things like that and developing the, uh, the, the cover. In fact, a lot of you that are listening probably voted on the cover because a lot of my LinkedIn, Instagram and uh, Twitter and Facebook followers, I actually did a vote. I had four different covers. And so a bunch of people voted on the cover. And so the cover that you see today, the red uh, with the golden apple in the middle, that's <laughs> David, the clear winners. So I saw your contest on voting, uh, on LinkedIn with the, uh, with the cover selection. So, I mean, very, very powerful analogy, right? I mean, I, I love anything that comes from a story like you've told and the relationships and, you know, the suggestion of, do you have a book? No, but maybe I should. Right. Um, yeah, yeah I I'd love to talk more about some of the things that you're going to be talking about. I've actually had the the privilege of seeing you speak before, Steve, just on, you know, kind of your principles and some of the things that do and don't work. Um, I, I want to talk about some of the things that, uh, you know, our, our customer base, our client bases, our membership at Salt Lake Sherm may think 
is still effective and still relevant, but based on your expertise and your study of what is happening in the talent market, which is that, give us some examples of pitfalls that are happening right now that you see every single day in the market that companies are doing that are so last year, so to speak. Yeah. You know what? The number one is a job description as your job ad. And here's why that's dangerous. So, so I travel the country and I speak at a lot of conferences and I always like to poll the attendees and kind of find out, you know, what people are doing, what they're not doing. And what I've discovered is, is still to this day, 80% of employers will use their job description as their job ad. And one of the biggest reasons why that's dangerous is because a job description was designed to be a legal document to basically describe what it is you're doing, which is important. I'm not knocking the idea of a job description because you do have to have a job description in place so that the applicant understands you know, what's in it for them and what, what they need to do. The problem is, is much like a story, right? A job description never really paints the idea of what your company actually is offering. It just never, and it never will be able to because it was designed to be this legal description. And if you think about how we think from a legal perspective, and I'm not trying to knock lawyers by any means because there is a place for that, but I'll tell you, when you are trying to market your position and attract people to open positions and open roles within your organization, today, you only have a few seconds to capture their attention and get them to want to apply. That, that is by far one of the biggest things and the biggest mistakes that I see in the market today are those employers that are still just throwing up a job description and hoping that it gets people to want to send their resume over. No, it's fascinating. No, it, it, when you say it, it resonates, right? I mean, you think you know what you're talking about, then you go, oh, geez, the firm I work for does that, right? Should we be doing that? That kind of a thing. And, <laughs> You know, and I work for what a Fortune 100 firm, right? And it's one of those things where it's not immune to the HR or the the small business or the very large Fortune firm, right? It's it's across the board, like you say, you use that staggering number of roughly 80 percent of the market. I want you to also talk about Steve because this is very interesting how AI is being integrated into the marketplace and and some of the the things that our audience should know about in terms of how it's playing into this war on talent. Well, you know, the funny thing is that we've been using AI for many years and we didn't even realize it. So for example, how many of you have ever called into a company to receive support and you have to go through this bot where you answer a series of questions, press the number and things like that to try to get to your answers before you even talk to someone? <laughs> that, that is AI technology. Think about your, your cell phone. When you're texting a friend and your cell phone tries to guess what word you're going to type before you even type it, that is AI technology working. It's smart technology, and it's designed to make things more efficient, right? So the biggest thing I tell people, you know, when, when this term artificial intelligence starts getting thrown out there, people get scared a little bit. They're like, oh my gosh, I don't know what that's going to be like. And the reality is we've been using it for years already. So what AI technology has done for the job market is like search engine optimization, Indeed at its core is a search engine. And so when you go to Indeed and you start typing in a keyword that you're looking for to find a job, guess what Indeed does? It uses AI technology to try to guess what you're going to type in there. And it will show you the top you know, 10 searches or so and allow you to pick from that list so that you can just simply use that as a tool to find the job that you're seeking. Uh, there's a lot of 
bots now that are being created where you can do a concept called resume blasting where, you know, based on keywords that are found in your resume, uh, it's going to search for those keywords and find elements that are similar and then display jobs to you that are relevant to your resume. That is artificial intelligence. And, and it's funny that, that we've been using this concept of artificial intelligence for several years now, but we just never coined it as artificial intelligence. Now, ChatGPT is changing the, the framework by far because now it becomes this conversational intelligence where I can tell the bot now that, hey, for example, in this case, I have a job description right now, but I want to convert it into a job ad that is witty, that is funny, or maybe I want it to sound like Indiana Jones, or I want it to sound like Snoop Dogg or whatever. And you can now take your job description and, and use chat GPT and AI technology to actually help you write a job ad. That's fascinating because one of the biggest, <clears throat> not concern, but one of the biggest pushbacks I get is, oh, Steve, these are great ideas and I can implement these. And we're going to talk about some very specifics in the presentation, but, but basically <clears throat> How do I implement these ideas immediately? Well, guess what? Not only can you implement some of them, but if you actually choose to use ChatGPT, you can actually use ChatGPT to come up with a, a really good job ad for you within a few minutes. That is powerful. When we think about our roles in recruiting and, and what it means, not all of us are smart enough to be creative, right? Or, or tell a story or, or convince people to come work for us. But when you're using ChatGPT to help tell that story, that's where it becomes such a powerful tool as we try to go out there and, and attract people to our open positions. And the algorithms on Indeed and such are designed uh, to rank you, right? There, there are algorithms that rank your positions. You know, one of the other common fallacies that I see out there is this concept of the old days of Craigslist where I can just refresh a job. Refreshing is gone, guys. If somebody says, I, I need to go refresh my job, what they're really asking is they want to be at the top of the search results. It came from the old days of Craigslist where you would literally repost your ad every three days so you could be at the top again. And so when people say, I want to refresh my job, what they're really asking is, I want to be up at the top again and on page one of the search results. And what they don't realize is that simply hitting the refresh button is not sufficient enough. You have to follow optimization practices, which is what we're going to discuss in the presentation so that you know what will actually help you refresh, truly refresh and appear at the top of those job ads. So you can take advantage of that particular branch of your hiring tree, because that's what search engines are and AI technology is. It's just one of several branches uh, that I talk about in the book. That's fascinating. I'm having a hard time getting away from wanting to turn all my job descriptions and my company's website into Snoop Dogg job descriptions <laughs> or job ads. It seems like a phenomenal idea. If I take nothing else away from this interview, no, I'm just messing with you. No, that that is fascinating, and it, it makes me want to just start to experiment a little bit, see how creative I can I can flow with ChatGPT. So it's it, that's amazing. So Steve, good, we're going to kind of wrap up here shortly, but I wanted to give you a chance to you know kind of put it out there in terms of if people want to learn more outside of coming to our upcoming PDM, which is is upcoming very shortly. It's possible many people. Um, listening to this today, we won't, won't be able to attend the PDM on July 11th uh, at, at the Mountain America um, Credit Union building. It's at 9800 South Monroe Street, Suite 806 in Sandy, Utah. And you can get all that information on our website, which we'll certainly link. Um, and that's from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m., by the way. We've got two speakers. So Steve, Steve is one of them. Can you talk a little about where they can find more about um, your 
book, Steve, because I want to make sure that people know that this isn't the only way that they consume content from Steve Smith. So can you talk to us a little bit about that? Yeah. So if you want, you can go to thehiringtreebook.com. That's a great place if you want to order a copy of the book. Um, I'll even sign it for you because that what I did is I self-published. And so that's my own self-published page. And uh, I always sign books when I send them out. And so if you, if you want to purchase one, I'll ship it to you and you can get one. I am giving some away at the presentation as well. And so there'll be some uh, giveaways uh, at the presentation on Tuesday for those of you to come. But yeah, if you want to get a copy of the book, it's also on Amazon. Uh, a lot of people like to order on Amazon just for the convenience. But again, if you want a signed version, just go to thehiringtreebook.com. Uh, you can get a signed version there. And, and I've got a few blog articles on there, but you can also follow me on, on LinkedIn. Uh, there's the Hiring Tree Book Company there. Um, so I post articles and information. And sometimes I'll go to sessions and get some really good questions. In fact, I had a really good question about loyalty this week. And so I'm currently writing an article about loyalty, which I'm kind of excited about um, because a lot of people think that there's just no loyalty anymore. Uh, and the reality is there is. We're just looking at it differently, right? And so we, we have to really define that and what that actually looks like in the marketplace. Uh, and then they can also, you know, follow on Instagram, uh, Twitter, Facebook. So I've got, just look up the Hiring Tree, Steve Smith. You should be able to find it. Most of the handles are just at Hiring Tree or Hiring underscore Tree, just depending on which handle you go to. So variety of ways to kind of follow or get the book. Um, I'm actually working on a potential second book. <laughs> Ooh. It's about the missing branches, you know, the missing branches of, of the tree that have kind of come up in my travels where people have asked about it and they're like, hey, maybe this is an actual tree branch uh, that I can add to the tree and and enhance what's already there. So, so yeah. <laughs> so there may be more to come. Wow. No, that's great. Well, well, Steve, I want to thank you today. I know this is time out of your day that, you know, you're, you're dedicating to us and, and getting your message out, but really appreciate you spending time with us today, our membership, um, and maybe those that are considering membership in Salt Lake Sherm. So thank you so much for being with us today. Um, I hope you have a wonderful day and a wonderful weekend and stay cool. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. I look forward to seeing those of you that come on Tuesday. And and if you have any questions, you're welcome to reach out to me online too. You can connect with me on LinkedIn and I, I'm pretty responsive. I do respond to all of my messages. So excellent. Well, thanks, Steve. I look forward to seeing you on July 11th at our PDM session. Again, you can find more about that at slsherm.org. It's reading right from the letters there. Um, Salt Lake Sherm, if you, if you Google that, it should come right up. You can learn more about us as an organization, more about the programming that we put out to um, to, to enrich our membership. Uh, but thank you for everything today, Steve. We'll, we'll see you next Tuesday. And, and by all means, have a wonderful weekend, okay? All right. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank you.